The season is season five. The episode is 271, and it's called The West Side Family. My name, Alpha Mike. I am your host today, transmitting high atop of Florida's peninsula at 108 feet, the mountainous regions of Florida. We dive in to the Wise Guys series in 2022 as we look at season five. Excited about it. We're going to start turning the pages from the Lucchese crime family into the Genovese crime family. Now we'll kind of mix them two together every once in a while. We'll indicate or show during this season five how the Genovese family and the Lucchese family work together. But we have a lot of stuff we're going to talk about in the meantime on the Genovese crime family, a.k.a. the West Side family. How do you get in contact with us? It's real easy. RaiderCop.com audio portion of the website from you can hear from episode number one to number 271 and beyond. A lot of episodes there. And RaiderCopNation.com, the official website, we can get more information about us and what's coming and who we are and do they part their hair in the middle or comb it backwards. What's the story with these guys on Raider Cop Podcast? Social media, well, we're on everything but LinkedIn. We got rid of that garbage. But we're going to be doing some overhauling during this season five and kicking some out, bringing some on the platform, and we'll share always what platform we're on down in the bottom of the show notes. But you can find us on any social media platform by looking up Raider Cop, Raider Cop Podcast, or Raider Cop Nation, and you will find us. Today's episode, 271, The West Side, we're talking about the Genovese crime family as we continue the Wise Guys series in season number five, and we start taking piece by piece of the Genovese crime family from its origins in 1931 to today, and we're going to talk more about what's going on with that. Our next episode after this, I want to plug it in now, is going to be uh, with Kilo Sierra and Alpha Alpha. It's our part of our Firearms or Guns series. And we're talking about the Range Master. Excellent episodes that um, we recorded. It's broken down into two parts. We talk about the beginner and the expectations of a range master, what does that entail, what is their level of expectation, how do they train, how is that differ, how does that differ from a community range, right? I'm going to go practice in my community range, what you can and cannot do. And uh, you're going to find it interesting as well as funny as myself, Kilo Sierra and Alpha Alpha we um, we interviewed on this and we had a good time like we've had in the past. 
So we encourage you to listen to it. It's in two parts. January 19th, episode 272, The Range Master. And the other one, I believe, is in uh, mid-February. We'll post that as we go along, part two of that episode. And you're going to enjoy it. I know I did. And you're going to learn something. You're never going to listen to our podcast and say, you know what, I didn't pick anything up, I didn't learn anything. Because you weren't listening to us, you were listening to somebody else. Episode is 271, the season is number five. It's called The West Side's Family. I almost said The West Side Story. The West Side Family, as we go into the Genovese crime family. We have our platforms. We've spoken about it. We're not going to get into it again, but we're going to remember first episode of the month is talking about the Wise Guy series. Exploring in Season 5, The Genovese Crime Family. Second week of the month, we're going to do a gun series. Either myself, Kilo Sierra, Alpha Alpha, we will be on here talking about guns, pistols, training, all that kind of stuff. Week number three is going to be a roll call series, the day-to-day operations of law enforcement. And week number four is the Buccaneer series where we dive into the political world, how that is affecting law enforcement. Last Sunday into Monday of the month, we will broadcast a Test Everything 1521, which is the Word of God, and uh, to enlighten you with an episode. So... We got a lot of work in season five, 2022, and we hope and we thank you for taking that ride with us. As you know, and I know, we're no longer doing the little skit with our delusional uncle over at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, because although we made fun of it, and it is funny, a lot of the uh, fans, they appreciated or or liked the little skits we were doing. But, you know, it is a serious issue also that we have a complete catastrophe in the White House and in government. And to sit here and joke about the misery that people are, that's going to befall them in the future is not that funny. So we've kind of put that on the side. Every once in a while, I might talk about some of uh, Uncle Joe's disasters. But other than that, you see it on the news. You know what it is. You're here to listen to what we have to say. And so we'll stay on that subject. So with that being said, our new thing is going to be twofold. Here we go. Pay attention. Take out your crayons and your cardboard boxes. Every episode, you will get a small portion of the word. I'll read a verse from the Bible. And we're going to do Swolisms. Who's that? Thomas Swole, a communist fellow at the Hoover Institute, and one of the wisest people or persons in our country, the United States. So we'll be putting Swolisms out there as well. So let's start off with the word of the week. 
and then we'll go into Thomas Swole's wisdom. From the book of Luke, verse 23 and 24, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Luke chapter 9. Of course, we'll talk about this verse and many, many others. Every last Sunday of the month, we will broadcast a Test Everything 1521. Encourage you always to listen to it because if you don't have God on your side, then you're just half that individual. You need that total protection. Now we're also going to look at the Thomas Swole, Swoleism of the day. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. It is amazing that people who think we cannot afford to pay for doctors, hospitals, and Medication somehow think we can afford to pay for doctors, hospitals, and medication, and a government bureaucracy to administer it. Thomas Wool. As always, you'll hear this every Wednesday during season five. The episode is 271, The West Side. It's time to get the little clowns, and we are going to start off with the main event. The West Side Family on episode 271. Episode 271, The West Side Family, of course, making reference to the Genovese crime family. The name, The West Side, comes from the control that the Genovese family had of the waterfront back in the day on the west side of Manhattan. And that was the Costa Nostra nickname for the family, uh, calling it The West Side. Mostly primary areas of territory. Of course, it's anywhere really in New York or New Jersey, wherever they want to hang their hat. But the primary areas were Manhattan and the Bronx, New Jersey as well. And But you would get uh, portions of them in Queens and Brooklyn and so forth. And we'll go through that and a lot more things. There was a West Side family crew that was run by a soldier by the name of Joseph Zito. 
He was under a couple that headed the West Side called Rosario Ganji. And Rosario Ganji was a messenger, and so was Joseph Zito, of Benny Eggs Mangano, which was the underboss at one time of the Genovese crime family. We're going to talk in the future of what this position of messenger is. But we we thought you'd like to know where the West Side name came from, and there is a West Side crew, so we talked about them as well. We got 28 things on the agenda, but we're only going to have 12 episodes. So if you do the math, and it can't be that crazy curriculum they're teaching in public schools nowadays, that would be a little difficult. So we're going to mash some of this stuff in two and three topics in one episode. But we're going to try to cover all of them. So let's look at, first of all, let's go through what is going to be the the episodes. Just because I named this doesn't mean it's going to be the name of the episode. It's going to be a subject matter. Now, some of these subjects have already had an episode, and I'll reference which one have had, which ones are coming, so it's not that uh, confusing. As they said, what? Here we go. So these are some of the topics we're going to be looking at in Season 5. Charlie Lucky Luciano, the founder of the Luciano family that later became the Genovese crime family and is today. And, of course, Vito Genovese, we've already done an episode on him. Frank Costello, we've done one on the Prime Minister. It's called the Prime Minister. Uh, Jerry Catania, from a powerful boss in the Genovese family. And he was out of New Jersey, the underboss. And we will run an episode on Jerry Catania. Cockeyed Phil, or Philly Squint, better known as Phil Lombardo, was the boss before um, Vincent the Chin Gigante. And, of course, the mastermind to a lot of the secrecy that is before this family today. But we've already done an episode on Benny Squint. Michael Mike Miranda, we're going to be discussing him on the boss or consigliere of the family, and we'll talk about him. Frank Thierry, he was a front boss of the Genovese crime family. We'll talk about him. Vincent Cingigante, we've already done one on him. Trigger Mike Coppola from East New York, Harlem. We're going to do one on Mike Coppola. Michael Trigger. Joe Adonis, Fat Tony Solano. These are powerful figures in the Genovese crime family that is today. Of course, Joe Adonis was deported later on, just as Lucky Luciano was. But we're definitely going to cover him and Fat Tony Solano. That was a front boss. Matsahedo, right, or messenger. What is his position? Why did the Genovese family create it? How do they use it? Who are these mensajeros? We'll discuss that in a future episode. Street boss. What is a street boss? 
Where did it come from? What is the purpose of it? A very, a very secretive individual that the government knows little to nothing about. He was consigliere from 1937 to 1957. He was mentioned one time in testimony by Joe Valachi in front of the Senate or the Congress Committee, and his name is Sandino. Is a reference that he was the consigliere of the Genovese crime family or the Luciano family, both. John Buster Ardito, we'll discuss him. The position of administrative capos, how do they work? Why do they do what they do? Are they bigger than the regular capo regimes? We'll discuss that. The Bronx Fraction, the Manhattan Fraction, the Brooklyn Faction, we'll discuss that, the Queens Faction. Punchy Ionello, Tuftoni Federici, the New Jersey Faction, and the Greenwich Village crew, or I don't want to call it a faction, but it's crew, Tony Knapp and Jimmy Knapp, who they were, Cyril Perone, Capo, and George Barone, and how he ended up uh, becoming a little bit of the Titanic for the Genovese crime family. We look at the family today and we see that the family size by mob expert Jerry Capisi is between 200 and 225 made members. They're into narcotics. That's right. I know the general rule has always been if you deal in narcotics, you're dead. And that would be true as the edict of 1957's summit. In 1956, as well, the Commission Summit, they ruled, I think it was even as far as 1954 was the first ruling, that if you deal in drugs, you're dead. Now, prior to that, they did deal in drugs. A lot of the old-timers, there was nothing against it. Once the edict went out, the old-timers, or the people that were involved in that industry, narcotics, were given up to three years to fix loose ends. Of course, many of them continued, and many of their bosses continued to receive envelopes up, but it was not openly done. It was disguised. Nobody uh, really had any questions and answers over it. Here's the envelope, and that was the end of it. Today, it's much more open probably still masqueraded at some point. But because Costa Nostra has lost so many of their industries to, sadly, the United States government, and we'll explain that in Season 5, they have been forced, uh, to some degree, to get into the narcotics business and make a big, quick buck. So they're involved in that. Loan sharking, extortion, pornography... Label unions is something big in the Genovese crime family. They control many of them. Waste management, all the garbage industry. Restaurants, 
Seafood distributors, like in Hunts Point up in the Bronx, they completely control that. And the vending machine business. Of course, Frank Costello was very big in the vending machines and, and poker machines back in the day. And that still remains today with the vending machine business that the West Side or the Genovese crime family is in control of. The Genovese crime family, known within Costa Nostra as the most secretive of all the Costa Nostras, it is a mystery to made members and other families or even within the structure of the Genovese family who is the boss. The charade or the three con Monty of who's the boss is continuously happening on an everyday cycle. They have distinct positions of street boss. They have a very unique messenger system, how to get messages out there through what they call a mensajero. And they are shielding or hiding the true leadership with this sophisticated systems that they use. So as you can see, there's a lot of things that we have to cover. Uh, the current leadership of the Genovese crime family, according to experts, is Barney Bellomo. And uh, he's been around ever since Vince Giaconte um, passed away. I believe it was in 05 or something similar to that. But he's been in the on-deck circle under the mentorship of Chin for a long, long time. There's no secret to how the Genovese crime family has this system of street boss and actual boss and so forth. It is a well-thought-out plan. They're not closing their eyes and ping, pinning, uh, pin the tail on the donkey. They know exactly what that person can bring to the table and their level of competency to run such a powerful organization. So with that being said, we have uh, Barney Bellomo as the boss of the Genovese crime family. Of course, he comes out of the 116th Street crew and they ran Manhattan for the Genovese crime family and the Bronx. He was under the leadership of the underboss, Sammy Black, back in uh, Sammy Black Santoro. Back in the day, he was the underboss to Vincent the Chin until his death. So, quite naturally, uh, being uh, Belomo being the protege of Sammy Black, they're passing that mantle. So there's a training program. There's an on-the-job training segment within the Genovese crime family. Maybe other families don't have that, or it seems a little bit more disarray. But in the Genovese family, it's a little bit more calculated, and these individuals are shielded as they're mentored up through the ranks. We've got a lot to cover as we dive into the Genovese crime family in the Wise Guys series in season five. 
We're going to look at all these subjects that we spoke about. We're also going to talk about the Lucchese, uh, excuse me, the Luciano family, 1931 to 1957. 1957, Vito Genovese takes the mantle and becomes Capo de Duque de Capi, boss of all bosses, changing the name from the Luciano family to the Genovese family, which is present-day name. We're going to look from 1931. That's our starting point. It's always been and it always will be. And because anything prior to that gets us into the weeds and we don't want to be in the weeds talking about the black hand and all this. You know, even talking about Costa Nostra of the 50s, 60s, and 70s sounds like ancient history today. A lot of the facts that are brought out during those eras don't even exist today. They're not even a thought in today's Costa Nostra. So we don't want to go too far in the weeds. This is going to be an interesting dive that we're going to do in the Genovese family because it's a very secretive family as well. And we did talk about, you know, some of the uh, secretness of the family the consigliere that it had from 1937 to 1957 named Sandino that absolutely nothing is known about him. Of course, he's long gone. But he was Lucky Luciano's consigliere, hand-picked. And um, back then, these positions, these individuals, not that it was a secret who they were within the membership, they knew who they were. People were tight-lipped. Today, the uh, Genovese family has had only, since 1931, five informants within the ranks of the family. Now, statistically, that might not be a lot, but I've always said it doesn't matter how many have become informants. It's the detail of the of that information has it crippled the organization. For the Genovese family, it was held together with the suspensions that they had in place because it allowed them to absorb a lot of the hit. A lot of what happened in the commission case of 1986 blaming fat Tony Salerno the government kind of knew that he wasn't really the boss but they prosecuted him anyway and then they turned around and tried to uh, label the chin the boss and they even had to later on admit that they knew that fat Tony wasn't the boss not building much confidence in the court system the federal government fibbing all its all, all the way up to these trials but once they prosecuted Fat Tony a lot of that operation was just cut the umbilical cord the octopus legs were chopped right off and it disappeared the problem so that is not at issue here Um, the Genovese family has absorbed a lot of those hits quite well more so than the other families which have almost been crippled by informants and so forth. So we got a lot to do in 
Season 5, 2022. We are going to look at all this and much more. I want you to stay focused on the Genovese crime family during this year. We will, every once in a while, discuss how the Genovese family coexists with other families and ventures, either with the Gambino family or the Colombo family or the Lucchese family or the Bonanno family, because they are the biggest, most powerful, and probably the most wealthiest. Now, there's a question that a lot of people ask. Are they the toughest? There's no such thing in Costa Nostra as toughest. In other words, when you say toughest, you're thinking playground mentality, right? The biggest kid on the playground is going to beat the crap out of all the rest. Well, that doesn't exist in Costa Nostra. Uh, they're all capable of doing damage. How do you assess if they killed 10 on one side and 11 on the other, who really won? It just doesn't make any sense. That's why the commission was created in 1931 to avoid those things. If not, you just have mayhem killing each other and never making any money and always looking over your shoulder. So you can't really assess who's the toughest because they're all capable. You can assess maybe the wealthiest, the most organized as far as resources. Yeah, you could kind of pinpoint those things. But to say the toughest is no such thing. All mafia families or Costa Nostra families are capable of doing damage. It's how do you evaluate that damage that is done to declare a winner. You know, in the movies, there's always a bad guy and a good guy. And you kind of can see, oh, they beat them, they wiped them out, and they took them over. But in actuality, is that going to happen? Is one family going to dominate another one and just take them over? Of course not. Because there are rules to their engagement, and so it's not feasible. You've been listening to episode 271, season 5, West Side Family of the Wise Guys series. I am the host, Alpha Mike, bringing you this Costa Nostra news that we're going to be diving into this year. Don't forget, January 19th, episode 272, The Range Master. It's in two parts. Second part comes in February. I believe it's February 16th, 19th. If you give me a minute, I'll look it up in a tote board here and give you the actual date, which will be February 16th will be part two of, excuse me, February 9th. I did a, do, I did a boo-boo. February 9th will be part two of uh, the Range Master. It, we recorded for about an hour and a half. There's a lot to unpack there, so we broke it up into two parts. It's the view of a range master. That's the person that holds the curriculum of the training that's being taught and the objective of that training based on the competency level that in this case would be a beginner. We do kind of talk a little bit about the intermediate and some futuristic things. Um, the Range Masters, which is Kilo Sierra and Alpha Alpha, 
they also talk about their level of expectation and what a beginner should also expect of a course under their control. And it, it's it's interesting. Uh, we talk about uh, female shooters, you know, novices or new versus male, and which one's better. Real interesting uh, their responses based on their experience, and I think you would gain a lot of information from those two episodes. So once again, that's January nineteenth, episode two seventy two, the Range Master Part One. And episode two, or part two, would be February 9th. As always, continue to keep yourself in prayer, because without you, there's nothing. Keep your head on a swivel, and we got to make sure you stay safe. Test everything and hold fast what is good. This is Alpha Mike, and I'm out.